Welcome to The Higher Drive. I'm Mark David. Unlike many experts, I've personally navigated the tough job-seeking terrain, not as an MBA or coach, but as someone who's felt the challenges firsthand. Here, we'll share real-life insights, tips, and tools, all in bite-sized episodes tailored for your busy life. Let's make your job journey a little easier together. I came up with the episode, or the title of this episode, called It's a New World Out There. Simply because for the weekend, I saw the one billionth post on someone spending all weekend updating resumes, looking for jobs, applying for jobs in the weekend. And you could tell they, they were just frustrated and they've been doing this a very long time. Now, when I started looking back in 2018, I thought applying to 83 jobs in seven months with, you know, a, a low hit rate was bad. I mean, that was, it's, for me, that was the worst time of my life, but that's just my own perspective. But then I look at it today and I see <laughs> 83 is nothing. Seven months is, you know, good average. And there's a lot of people that are, that are hundreds of resumes, maybe more, and they're spending months looking for something. And you can tell they're just extremely frustrated. But it's a different world out there. And let me put that into perspective. Now that ev everything was online when I was looking, but now every, every everything is online. And you're applying for jobs. And you really don't know how many people have applied for those jobs. So if you see something on LinkedIn that said 800 people have applied or whatever, Really, 800 people applied or 800 people looked at that particular posting. So you don't know who applied. And it doesn't really matter because you've got to go into it thinking that you're the only one that's going to apply. It's unrealistic, but that's the way you go into it. So then you look at those, let's say, 800 people. There's going to be quite a few in that that aren't even qualified for that position at all. Like they haven't really even looked. They just see, oh my God, open position. I've been out of work for 11 months. Don't care applying. There's a lot of people like that. And so recruiters have to filter through all those people. And that does take time. So when you've applied and you're thinking, hey, why don't I hear back in a couple of days? It's a lot of work for someone to peruse, even if it's 30 seconds to 60 seconds. You've got to go through a lot of resumes to figure out these people aren't qualified. Then you have to look at the ones that may be qualified, and you take a little bit more time on that. And out of those 800, maybe there's 20, 60 to 20 that are, that are truly qualified. So your odds just got really good. And that means you've got to spend a lot of time on a resume that's going to showcase your strengths for that particular job. You don't want to make anybody connect the dots because they're not going to connect the dots and they don't have time to connect the dots. So the one thing that was true then, that's still true now is if there's a job posting, you want your resume to match that as closely as possible with truth and everything that you've actually done. So if company is looking for A, then your resume should be person who can do A. And it is work, but it's substantially a lot less work now than it used to be. But, but there are, doing a tailored resume for jobs is true. And there are still people to this day that will post up a really fancy resume that looks awesome if it was on a color piece of paper. They've got their great headshot. They've got cool fonts. They have things along the side about their, you know, bullet line of their skills and 
hobbies and interests, and, and none of that matters when you put it into a computer system. Recruiters aren't looking, or they shouldn't be looking at what you look like and, or anything, right? They're looking for a person that can do this job. So your resume needs to be clean. And I'm not going to go through in this podcast and dump a bunch of links because they're in other podcasts that I've done. But your resume needs to be in a correct, clean, easy-to-read format that can just be sent in, and it just goes buzzing through that system, and boom, you match, right? So that's, that's the one thing. The second thing is, I know it's still, it still feels kind of weird because it really only hit mainstream for most people to even know what it was. But with all this AI stuff that's just changing on, you know, technically daily basis, but if, you know, weekly, there are a lot of sites that will take a resume for you and clean it up and post it to jobs for you based upon some preferences, whether it be whether you want to be remote or hybrid or in the office or where you want that location to be and your keywords. And it will find jobs that match what you're, what you're looking for, what you're qualified to do. And then it will submit that one resume. And so while you may not get as many jobs as you would if you handpicked, and maybe the places that it's scouring are not the exact same places that you would be posting, you can use both. You can do your own research on the weekends or research during the week because looking for a job is a full-time job. And you can go ahead and do that and then use these tools in the background to continually post for you of jobs you're going to match. I did actually use a tool like that to check things out. And I got actual hits from inside recruiters and I never posted to, I mean, I never did anything other than put up my resume and the keywords I was looking for. And it did match those jobs. And I did get reach outs from recruiters and I did get some interviews scheduled to test that out. And that is where the future is going to be. And you can still, like I said, do your own research, do your own posting, go find those companies that may not appear on these, wherever they're getting their job cues from. But use both because I'll tell you one thing. There are plenty of people that are using both and they're going to apply to more jobs that they're qualified for. They're going to be able to get out there in front of people quicker, quicker than you would be able to do that. And they may get hired faster than you. So you want to take advantage of everything that you can. And that is if you have a network, use the network. I didn't have a network, so that was an easy one for me. Then you want to be able to scour some of the, you know, LinkedIn or different job boards, find jobs that are really something you're interested in and that you know you could do and make sure your resume matches that. Write a cover letter, get AI to write a cover letter. Who knows who's going to read it or if they're even going to read it. It's not a big deal to do it and apply for that job. Keep the stats and move on. And don't worry about it because really what it comes down to is focused, slow, constant, effort. And that is how you will eventually land something that is going to be a fit for you. And when you do land something, you'll probably look back like I did on some of the places that you really had hoped that you'd work for. And then you realize how lucky you are that you don't work for some of those places. I have at least two places that I'm like, man, I dodged a bullet on that one. But at the time, I was really bummed that I didn't get it because I thought I was a shoe in I had a great interview. Every, I thought it was great. You just, you don't get any feedback, right? And that's another old school thing I see is not as much, but people asking for, hey, I, I, 
you know, I'll reach out to the recruiter and I'll ask for feedback. Most recruiters can't give you that feedback, right? They they just who knows what it is. Maybe it maybe it was the hiring manager who decided to pass on you and they didn't pass that to the recruiter and they're not going to pass that to the recruiter and so you're not going to get anything constructive out of that whatsoever. Second, I have seen a couple of posts, not very many, but where recruiters said, "Okay, I'm going to go out on a limb here and I am going to tell you what why you didn't get this job or what you could do better or whatever." And the job seeker decided that that just was, you know, not good for them to hear. And they didn't like that. And they thought it was, you know, breaking some kind of a code, whether it could be racism, you name it, whatever. So recruiters aren't going to go out and put themselves on a limb and then open themselves up for a lawsuit. And really, as a job seeker, who cares? Honestly, who cares? It could be it could be a number of things, right? It's probably, if you got a call or a reach out from a recruiter and you got an interview, it probably wasn't your resume, right? Maybe the hiring manager is looking for something different. Maybe they're looking for someone who's been there longer. Maybe they're hiring internal, they're hiring a friend. Who knows? And who cares? Your job is to simply find things and places that you want to go work for and then get yourself in front of the recruiter via a resume and do that. And that sounds easy, and technically it is easy. The worst part of it is the rejection, the depression, the uncertainty, the not knowing, the toll that it takes on you thinking that you're not good enough when that's not true, the length of time. You know, some people I know, I don't even know how. I said it before. They'll quit a job, and two weeks later, they're getting hired. I'm like, I, I, I don't understand. I, I, I don't get that. That wasn't my experience. It's nothing that I'm seeing out there. I don't understand. And they don't know either and whatever. But for most people, it just seems like it's taking a lot longer than it normally has. And that could be the economy. Uh, there could be a lot of different factors for that. And you can only control what you can control. And that is how you present yourself, how your resume is for that job, how your cover letter is, if that's even still something that people read and how you present yourself in interviews, and your focus on the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing, right? Until you get an offer letter in hand, don't sit around waiting for some magic phone call. The day after an interview that I had that I thought I nailed it, I was still applying for jobs. Because you just don't stop. You don't know what's going to happen. You could get like an offer, or you could get a conditional offer, like everything is good, we're just waiting on something, and then all of a sudden, oh, we're not, we didn't get the funding for that position, and we're not hiring now. And then you sat around for a month. Oh, you can't do that and you shouldn't do that. So take advantage of the tools that are out there. The landscape has changed. It is a new world. And if you don't want to play the game, that's fine. There's plenty of people that are going to play the game. So you have to look at everything that you can that you can control. And that is profiles like LinkedIn profiles, searching for those jobs, crafting that resume, either getting it professionally done or using AI to help you write it, cleaning it up, putting in for those jobs, applying for that, keeping those metrics, doing the cover letter, interviewing, and going to the next thing. And don't spend as much time. Weekends for me, I'll be honest, I never really stopped, but I never really applied over weekends just for the fact that recruiters aren't usually looking then. And so you're going to apply Monday through you know, Monday through Thursday, that's 
kind of the application time when you when you know they're going to be there and somebody's going to see a resume and it's not going to be buried on a slew of weekend stuff they have to go through on a Monday so that by Tuesday, you know, maybe they get some good stuff. So if you want to apply, I mean, I guess it's an old thing. When should I, when should I podcast? You should podcast. You should be consistent with podcasting and who cares about the time? So if you want to apply for a job, go for it. But I tend not to do, I tended not to do it on weekends. I tended to do it more Monday through Friday when I knew people were working and I had a chance of somebody seeing my resume. As far as how many people have applied for the job, that's just a useless stat to you. Doesn't matter how many people applied. Most of them won't be qualified anyway. So that should never, ever deter you from applying for something that you want. Plus, a little inside tip. You don't know that if somebody gets hired and they don't pass a background check or they decide to take another offer, but they've been offered the job, all of a sudden that person doesn't take the job. You may not have even applied for it, or maybe you did and you, and you gave up. They don't take it. You may be in line for that. So you always want to apply for something if you feel that there is a fit. And it doesn't matter at all what the numbers on some site say, how many people have applied for. You just apply for it. I will say, out of everywhere that I've ever applied for in my entire life, I only applied to Amazon one time for a cybersecurity position. And while I didn't take it, they have come back four times in the last five years. So they actually keep your resume in the system and they actually do look at it again. And they actually will come out of the woodwork and contact you. I have never had ever a company do that. I've my, most of my experience has been apply for a job and then you never hear anything back. And that company will never contact you again, even if they open up a position, right? Because let's say they need a customer support agent. You're telling me that you don't have 10,000 billion customer support agents in the last whatever that you could look at. Once they've closed that position, they don't go back and they don't look at those resumes anymore. So Amazon was unique in that particular instance, but most places aren't like that. So if you haven't looked there, and I'm sure you have, because you probably looked everywhere, you could take a look at that as well. But always always go out and just try to make what you can control better. Control your resume, right? Some of the things that I talked about in my book is go through and find jobs that you really want to do. See if there's a skill on there that you know you've done. And maybe that's a skill or a block of text or something that you can use on your current resume and switch it out for something that's maybe not as catchy or doesn't have the key metrics in there because you know what people are looking for because LinkedIn is telling you what job, what employers are looking for. And so if you're looking in a certain uh, niche or uh, space for that, go and change your resume so that you can apply for those particular jobs that fit it. So it's a different world out there and you got to play the game and I'm sure that you are. But like I said, if you're spending all weekends just constantly doing the old post, 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 post to jobs without giving it any little bit more insight and using some of the tools that are available now to really bump up your game, I think you should. Because that means a lot of people who are mediocre and probably aren't qualified to get the job are going to be on your level because you're not playing that game. And maybe if you're in the middle and you are on that level, you could increase your level and make yourself stand out in the crowd 
by doing some of those techniques that I've talked about in previous podcasts. So whatever you do, absolutely positively do not give up. You don't know when a position will open. Maybe the perfect position from you for you is eight months from now and you've only been looking for four. And I know you're freaked out and it's terrifying and it's a horrible feeling. But you don't know what's out there, so you can't quit. I, I do know people who have gotten awesome jobs, but it took them a year and a half. And I'm not doing that to scare you. I'm just saying, going on for over a year, a lot of people will quit. That person didn't quit, and they did land a job. So do not quit. Do not quit. Keep improving. I know it's frustrating. It's a terrible situation, and it doesn't feel good. And you are not alone in that. So don't quit. Keep applying. Keep improving. Keep tweaking. Keep asking questions. Keep reading. Keep learning. Do all those things. Because time eventually will be on your side. And that wraps up another episode of The Higher Drive. Remember, every no is a step closer to that yes you've been waiting for. Stay persistent. Stay motivated. And most importantly, believe in yourself. If today's episode resonated with you, please tell your friends and hit that subscribe button so you'll never miss a beat. Have questions or need some personalized advice? Shoot me an email at mark, M-A-R-C, at justaskmark.com. And if you haven't already, check out the Zero to Hired book available on Kindle and paperback. To learn more and sign up for our free newsletter, visit justaskmark, that's mark with a C, dot com, forward slash zero to hired. Until next time, Keep driving forward and make your job-seeking journey count.